Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's Arts Action Week in Minnesota. The arts have taken a huge hit over the last two years. 57% of creative workers went on unemployment during COVID, and Minnesota lost $2.2 billion in revenue. Help Minnesota Citizens for the Arts pass the bill to grant COVID relief to the arts and cultural groups who were hurt by the pandemic. It's Arts Action Week, and we need your help to show that people across the state want to see funding for the arts. Learn more and sign up at artsmn.org or use my talk keyword, arts. All right, my talkers, day three of Lori in Hawaii. Julie and I are hanging out at the studios, and we've got a fun three hours ahead, so let's sit back and enjoy the show from across the, well, I guess the pond, but the other way, a little more Pacific pond, or, yeah, yeah. Pacific pond than the Atlantic pond, but yeah. We're here. We're here. Hey, Lar. Hey. How's I mean, it going? I know people are listening all over the world. Of course they are. Lori, oh, yes. oh my gosh, your Instagram post made us laugh so Hard. If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't gone to Lori and Julia, um, Lori, you showed up big time yesterday. People thought I you did. were drinking, including me. <laughs> yeah. No, lady, lady, exercise uh, came back from the beach and um, just got an inspiration with my long-handled tubing that I've yet to exercise with. But I thought, what would lady exercise do since she's been in the fitness protection program because apparently judging and judging to conclude you know jumping to conclusions dodging responsibilities and pushing my luck is not done one damn thing for my fitness so i thought i would go for a driftwood pony ride i i honest to god i the comments made me laugh so hard lori because i this one woman are you drunk and i and i just liked it and i'm like oh my god but people are getting a big kick out of it. And when you're riding the Driftwood Pony, when we're looking mm-hmm. at your white biking shorts, and yes. I just, all I can think of is, Casey, just film me one more time. Casey! I feel like you're Lucy Ball in those moments telling Casey to film you. Is Julia, he laughing hysterically? One, it was a one-take wonder. Was he laughing hysterically? Uh, and <laughs> the people that were watching... The sunset from their backyard in front of the driftwood tree. Well, I kept waiting for an invitation to come up and join a cocktail, but they really were just looking at us. And I just turned to them and I said, oh, don't worry. This is for a radio show. (laughs) I mean, is Casey laughing when he's doing this, Laura? He is. He just thinks I'm an absolute nut. Yes, he's laughing at it. But he keeps wanting me to be in front of the setting sun my uh my adoration is reserved for that magnificent driftwood tree i know you are certainly in love with all of the different um things that come out of it and sitting on the nice hard log i'm very (laughs) i i can't i can't so julia i've i've uh, gone from a vogue photo shoot to an absolute maniac 
bringing back lady exercise. Anyway, it's very funny. Very, very, very funny. It made me laugh so much. Um, so, Grant, something happened here that I don't think you've heard about yet. So you're mm. not, you know, you're missing bowling. Um, but Grant had a big thing happen in his bowling life. I never knew you were. Did you know Grant was a big bowler? We knew this kind of, uh, didn't we? It, I think he has mentioned that, and it doesn't surprise me a bit. Yeah, oh. yeah. I used to be in a league for quite a while back in my, most of my 20s, early 30s mm-hmm. a little bit. But I have a little side. Oh, Grant. Yeah, I have Don't a little bit. Say that. Yeah, I know. We're always looking for people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. You would be good, Lori. Yeah. He would be a ringer. But uh, I have a little bit of a back problem, and when I when I play, it kind of messes with it. But I think you'd be proud of me, Lori. I haven't bowled in a long time, and I bowled two rounds. I bowled a one ninety seven and a two oh two last Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Please be on our team next year. I had think a, of that, Lori. I had a turkey at one point in time in my second <gasps> game, and I just. Uh, I was literally the whole time I was like channeling my inner Lori. Just it was fun. So I wish I, you know, if you were here, I'm pretty pretty sure you'd have been giving me a round of applause. If you, oh were there, my, so. I mean, That's you're going to be recruited. He's going to be recruited, isn't he? Well, I'm. You I'm, could have Rocco. I'm not going to beg him. Right, but <laughs> I'll ask him. It's beneath you, but Rocco and Grant are both big bowlers. Yeah. Maybe we could bring another team to the plate here. It's already the My Talk team. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how have you heard any? Well, tonight's your night. You would be bowling. Have you? Uh, do you while you're in, in Hawaii, are you going to check in on your team at all? Anything or just kind of let them do their I, thing? Hell no! Are you kidding me? No, I don't even watch Good Morning America. I just watch it on Twitter. Hell no! Hell no! Well, yeah, you're on vacation. <laughs> yeah, no, move. she isn't on vacation. Well, I'm let's not make, on vacation. make that very clear. I'm, yeah, Julia, I'm waking up at five thirty every morning. A because of my lovely birds. Yes. And also, I do want to get like a really good beach walk in and then, you know, come back, take Casey to the beach and I come back and I'm like, holy crap, it's 830. I got to get ready for the show. Yeah, because it's 10 o'clock there right now. I That's just it's yeah. so wild how big I, I remember when I lived there and I was getting island fever because I lived there. I turned 21. Okay. In Hawaii, um, we won't say the year, but it was in the eighties. And um, good pronunciation, Julia. Yeah. Oh, I Hawaii. know Hawaii. Yeah. I we're all about the Lanai's. Um, but so when I would call home, that I would just always have to think about this huge time change, and I was like, no one wanted to talk to me anyway. So it I, was it was fine. But I did get island fever. Yeah, I have that oh, same I issue get- too. With a friend from there, we always have to plan out. I'm like, he's like, can you talk at ten o'clock at night? Because that's when he pretty much gets off of work. Sure. And I'm just like, oh yeah, sure, I guess. But yeah, so I have that same issue too yeah. with him. But it's 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 crazy. Um, want to let everyone know we've got a couple days left of giving away Wild Angel tickets. Um, the Women of Rock, Pop, and Country. We're going to do that later in the show today at the Chanhassen for this weekend. It's the big St. Patty's Day tomorrow, Lori. Oh, I know. I wonder what goes on. I I, I did. Yeah, I have a kind of a funny story. So Casey is, and he doesn't mind that I share the story, but when I love that you that are, motor- you always preference that. I love it. <laughs> well, because I do ask him. I know. You know, just be ever since that time long, long ago when you know the underwear story. I remember. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I always ask him. So anyway, he had thought, oh, he would just get he had all these, I can't even remember how many surgeries went with his pelvis, but 
basically they take everything out of you and put it on your chest, I suppose, and dig around back there and then put it back in. I mean, who's ever tried to put something back in original packaging? Needless to say, he's a man who loves his Metamucil. And he forgot to bring the Metamucil. To, oh. And we forgot to get it at Costco. our thrilling, excruciating Costco adventure because <laughs> it wasn't on the list. Oh, Plus, no. we probably would have had to buy five gallons. Not So we didn't get it there. It took five stores and, a fo- and finally a phone call to find Serious. a place that had Metamucil. Oh. Are are they dealing with shortages there on the Big Island? Um, unfortunately, yeah, they are. Like the restaurants are really hurting. Their costs have really gone up. Yeah, you know, like everything has. But um, no, my theory is uh, the Hawaiians maybe don't need, need Metamucil. They got all this papaya and mango, all this fruit. There you go. And they got some, you know, I don't know. But he, he was just like, I'm not going to be able to. Rest easy. So I was just like driving all over the island looking for Metamucil. Very exciting. At the same time, both of us now have been chased by wild turkeys. Chased? (laughs) Casey has been chased three times. I had my first. These wild turkeys are humongous and they feel it's their island and they puff out their things and they go, they thrum. You know, they make that thrumming sound. Okay. My God. I That's the fastest I've moved since I've been here. Okay, but wait a minute. Are they chasing you from your car to your cottage, or where do they find no. you? When we're walking. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's what you should be videotaping. <laughs> I know it. Every damn day, I'm like, take my camera, and would you film yourself? Because Casey walks further than I do. He yes. goes earlier. Yes. And I'm like, would you get a wild turkey uh, chasing you and thrumming, <laughs> making that sound? That would be hysterical. Okay, but that is so, so far, funny. But yeah, so there's a, a just a ton of them there, huh? Oh, they're, they're, I, I'm really shocked they haven't ended up on somebody's dinner you know, plate. <laughs> they're so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. All right, so when we, and then I can't wait to talk to you about what we're going to talk about at the bottom of the hour because I feel like, Grant, you don't know our long, long history with that night where Natalie Wood passed away back in 1974, I think it was. But there's new information about that we're going to get to. But when we come back, we're going to talk about someone who's kind of going down and someone who's kind of coming back. It's stories we can't get enough of. This is Lori and Julia, and we'll be right back. And thanks for hanging out with us today. It is the day before St. Patty's Day. Um, so, Lore, let's talk yes. about the guy that's coming back. I mean, how about the reviews for Nicolas Cage's new movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? It landed a rare 100% Rotten Tomatoes, the movie has not come out yet. It's going to come out April 22nd in its opening in theaters. But it premiered at the South by Southwest um, Festival last week in Austin, Texas. I mean, my gosh. Well, I saw a trailer for this yeah. at whatever the last movie that I was at and in the theater. And it looked so good. And basically, it's Nicolas Cage 
playing himself, making fun of himself, think, you know, entourage, curb your enthusiasm. Right. Where he's playing himself and he has to, his business manager is like, you're so broke from buying pyramid skulls and castles and dinosaurs. Does he bones. really say that in it? Something. Because yeah, it's something so true. like that. Okay. So true. We want, uh, there's this, I don't know if it's a prince or some very rich billionaire guy wants uh, to pay you a million dollars to be at his birthday party, to be a guest. And I okay. can't remember if he's like just a friend or whatever. Nicholas Cage doesn't want to do it. No, man, I'm an actor, you know, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an unbelievable actor. I'm right. not doing that. And so he he doesn't um, want to do it. But then his manager talks him into it. And I think they take a private plane. And so it, it has it's very much tongue in cheek, but also making fun of Nicolas Cage. And right. He's in on the joke. And he is, you know. Nicholas Cage is forever my guy. I fell in love with him in the Valley classic Girl. <laughs> Valley Girl. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> amazing. What was, I his loved, what was his I character's name? I can't. Johnny. Johnny. Is it Johnny? Yes. Yeah. Johnny and, and Valley Girl. Oh, Josie and the Cottons were the band, and it was in the Valley in California, and he was just so. And the girl was. She never never saw her again in a movie. No, but, he didn't. Um, great music in it, and he was just so. Oh, he, my first husband when I met him, he in college. She looked so much like him. I, you I just, think so? It was like instant. Oh my gosh! Oh, that he had that sort of kind of you know I don't know. He had this great air about him. I don't know. There's just something about Nicolas Cage in that. So I love that he's doing this. I. I, I, I'm so excited for him, and Same. the trailer looked fantastic. I, I agree. I'm so excited and ready for him, because he makes like a gazillion movies a year, and they all stink, and they go immediately yeah. to video and stuff. So I'm very, I'm ready for his comeback. Now, let's talk about something that's coming down. Yes. Our Hollywood is changing. The Viper Room is coming down on Sunset Boulevard. They're, Grant, I don't know when, we haven't been to L.A. now in, Three years or is it too long? Two years. Too long. Two too years. many, too long. But they're changing Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood Boulevard big time. But the Viper Room has been sold. And that's owned by Johnny Depp and another. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
um, his co-star Sal Jenko from 21 Jump Street. They have owned that. And I'm thinking he sold it because he needs the money. Well, probably made a I ton. Mean, that, that that could be. But also what they're also doing on Sunset Boulevard is that they are doing quite a bit of like uh, eminent domain type of situations yeah. and saying that they need it. And the Viper room, I mean, Johnny Depp, like you said, he's owned it for a very, very uh, long time. And so, yeah, they probably did make him an offer that he couldn't refuse mm-hmm. in that in that sense of the of uh, the word, but I mean, just a lot of iconic uh, history has happened at that. You that know, yes, a lot at that location. I mean, what you know, a river phoenix died there right. outside on the sidewalk. Um, a lot of bands uh, started that. It's going to be like a twelve-story building condominiums cafes stores it's going down now for other things that we should watch for with johnny depp um the case happens next month Lori. the 50 million dollar u.s civil lawsuit in virginia in in april so we got to start watching for that the mm, amber heard thing. yeah that's um the defamation thing well, yeah, that son, the the Viper Room opened in '93 by Johnny Depp and his buddy, and he wanted a place where his celebrity friends could hang out. He could play guitar, and his buddy that he opened it with was a, you know, a bit actor in in Twenty One yeah. Jump Street. Sal and to celebrate its opening night, Johnny Depp booked Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers oh, to wow. play, and only two hundred and fifty people could fit, but. I mean, Johnny Cash played there. Johnny, uh, The Strokes, Keanu Reeves' band Dog Star, Juliet Lewis's Juliet and the Licks played there. Right. Adam Durowitz, 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 Counting Crows. Mm-hmm. Crow. He, um, he were he was a bartender there, and he called it his second home, and that's where he met and courted Jennifer Aniston when he. Dated her, Adam. Remember, Durant. he had all the hot ladies. And where are yeah. the Counting Crows these days? I don't know, but you know what? The Viper Room was sold, Julia, in 2018. Oh, so this isn't new. Okay. Yeah, so it, it wasn't Johnny Depp sold it in. Uh, he so he turned it um, over in 2004 to Amanda Fox, the daughter of his missing business partner. Oh, dear. All right. Well, that sounds but like the a body. Good... He was never found. Oh, gosh, that sounds like a good, deep story we have to get into later. All right, when we come back, oh, my gosh, I method acting is hysterical, and there's a good story that goes with it. Um, Grant, what's happening out there with the traffic? Thanks for hanging out with us. It's a very productive Tuesday. And, you know, Julia, just Laurie, it's Wednesday. To... Lori. Is it Wednesday? Oh, for Look at Brian. time. <laughs> Oh, time goes slow and fast on the islands. That's true. Oh, island time, Lord. my friends. Island time. No, Julia, I I didn't know what date it was until like yesterday. But why like would you? I love that. Date. You don't yeah. need to. I love that. Okay. Well, what a what a delightful surprise that it's Wednesday. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's hump day okay. all day today. It's, okay, it's, so it's hump day. It is all day. This is exciting so news. So we were talking <laughs> talking about, you know, Johnny Depp and 
And there was so much good late night uh, couch last night. Camille Cotine, you know, from um, Who is she? Call My Agent. Oh, that's she who was she on, is. And, you know, she's in Killing Eve. And yes. she's just a great actress. There was just so many good people. But Brian Cox was on talking, and he was asked by Kimmel about Johnny Depp because he, in his memoir, had lovely... Um, snarky but scathing snarky things to say about a number of people in hollywood but just before we hear from brian in the 1990s that was the hottest place the viper room when johnny depp opened that and i do want to find out why he gave the viper room to his business his missing business partner whose car was found but never the body to his daughter i mean maybe he just felt so bad for her but what the hell happened to him but michael hutchins from nxs he played his last public gig there before he took his life in 1997 and i mean it was um like we said river phoenix famously overdosed uh there right out on the sidewalk and it's uh like 30 years is is how long that place was around wow i know it and I guess they're keeping memorabilia from the Viper room. Right. And, you know, they're going to have it in the lobby and stuff. But if we want to listen to, I'm so glad Brian Cox is having his moment in the sun. You know, he plays Rogan, Logan Roy on Succession. Yes. The, the patriarch, basically Rupert Murdoch. And so here he is on uh, Kimmel last night. You talked about Johnny Depp in this book. Oh, no, careful. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you um, heard from, did you hear from Johnny? Oh, no, I've no. heard a lot from his, uh, uh, f- they call it a fan club, but I think it's some kind of CIA agency on his, <laughs> that works on his behalf and they weren't too happy. In fact, I, 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 I've written an addendum to this book. Which, oh, you have? If we ever get to paperback, it's, pa- it's going to be published in the UK in paperback. And uh, Because I wanted, I, I just thought I was being a bit harsh. And, you know, you know what it's like. You go for the easy joke, and I went for the easy joke. Oh, and I what said, do I know? Uh, <laughs> 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 well, you live that way, you know. <laughs> so, so that was what happened, and I, and I sort of regretted it. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that's it was because I'm not like that normally. But I was just, I was just being a bit glib, you know, uh-huh. like flip, and I, yeah. I was a little bit. Flip Can you about. say you're misquoted? Uh, no, no, they didn't misquote me. <laughs> In your own book. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I guess you can't. No. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I was thinking about it, though, because I think the gist of it was that you said Johnny Depp was overrated. I wonder if most actors think of themselves as overrated or I think, underrated. I think they do. I think a lot of times you think that actors think they're overrated and sometimes they think they're underrated. I feel like most of them think they're underrated. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. Most of them think they're not rated at all. Uh, I see. OK. All right. Um, you were you put an index in the book which yes, is sir. nice it's it's actually i was looking at it during the commercial break because then you can just look for anybody you want to see your thoughts on or your stories about i'm not in here uh by the way maybe the paperback <laughs> maybe you and i should do something crazy together well, so i get in the paperback it's funny about indexes because i think you and i have one thing in common that we look at indexes right, yeah. to see if our name is there of course and then we get well pissed off that our name isn't there i, I think they should put it in the front of the book i don't even I don't know why it's at the back. That's cute. He seems like a really fun guy. 
Doesn't he? Doesn't he? he? I kind of, well, we had said that before we yeah. like, were interested in reading his memoir because he's been acting stage and he's been Forever. around, and, you know, getting this late, late in life. He's just funny. And I, I loved his speech that he gave at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And I don't know. I just love him. I kind of do, too. All right. So another person we love and someone that you saw on a hike once in L.A. Oh. was Anne Hathaway. And she was yes. on with Stephen Colbert, who I think is was so delightfully charming. So she's out promoting this um, Apple Plus series called We Crashed. And it is right. about the WeWork um, entrepreneur, Adam Newman, and his wife. And she plays his wife. And a yeah, little... Here's, yeah, before we get to it, here's the IMDD description of uh, We Crashed. It's the love story at the center of the rise and fall of one of the world's most valuable startups. WeWork went from a single co-working space into a global brand worth 47 billion in under 10 years. Then in less than a year, boom, plummeted. Mm -hmm, Big time, and he was ousted, and his name is Adam Newman. And the wife who Anne Hathaway plays, and I could have got this wrong, but I did a little deep dive into this today. Yeah. Um, is Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. And oh, she tried to tried to make it happen in Hollywood and it never did. And immediately when those two met, he's an Israeli uh, billionaire to start. And mm-hmm. they met in New York City and they after they met, they were like soulmates. And so the, they have an interesting um, accent he does. So he is played by Jared Leto, and the wife is played by Anne Hathaway. And okay. so Anne was sitting down the couch last night with Stephen Colbert talking about how, you know, Stephen Colbert's how's it to work with Jared Leto. And she goes, well, he's a method actor, and I respect his process. But here's a little bit <laughs> more about what she said about it. Adam Newman uh, there is being played by Jared Leto. Yes. And I understand that you hadn't met him out of character until fairly recently. This weekend. This weekend? This weekend at South By. So there was no point where he was out of character when you were around him? No, I mean, we Zoomed before we started, but I kind of think he was Paolo Gucci. (laughs) It's a little, it was a little... Did he sound like Geppetto? (laughs) (laughs) He was not doing an accent, but just once I saw... When I saw House of Gucci, I kind of saw the look in the eyes, and and that was that. It was actually really funny because, um, you know, I really respect Jared's process, and I had a wonderful time working with whoever that was. And and we really created the most beautiful connection between us, and, and I always wanted to be really respectful, but the day the House of Gucci trailer came out, I mean... We had to, I had to do something. I couldn't just let it be. So, so you were shooting when it came so out. So we were shooting when it came out. We've been working together for like three or four months. and um, That's a long time to be with somebody professionally and never seeing them out of character. I mean, I've never worked with oh, somebody we, that we, method before. We shot for six, so that was only <laughs> the midway point. And so the House of Gucci trailer came out, and we shot like a you know, really intense scene all day. And at the very end, uh, he would call me Rivka, and I would call him Motek, and that's how we got around the name thing. And he, uh, so he was like, okay, okay, Rivka, have a good night, good night. And I said, good night. Oh, just, Motak, just one more thing. And he's like, yeah. And I go, father, son, house of Gucci. <laughs> because you have 
to. Sure, of course. Because you have to. Sure, yeah, there's and laws. And I thought maybe, like, I didn't know what would happen because he's so intense uh, in his in, in his commitment to his process. Yes. But I swear to God, he split into three. <laughs> like, like, and I like it was like a horcrux. It was like, <laughs> it was like over here was Jared, here was Paolo Gucci, and here was Adam Newman. And he kind of like, I don't think he did this, but in my memory, he was like, Wah. <laughs> And then he like came back in and I just like, I was like, oh dear. <laughs> and he was like, whoa, I think I just time traveled. <laughs> we have to take a quick break. Isn't that, but Lori, can you imagine yeah. six months oh filming? But I yeah. love how she got him. And did you not love her accent there? Oh, she did it absolutely perfectly. And you know, this, I'm really interested in watching this. We work because, it, what's it called? It's called We Crashed. We Crashed, but the name of the business was We Were. Yep. And the Wall Street Journal is the one that exploded, um, basically, that apparently now a unicorn business is another name for a Ponzi scheme business. Okay. Um, because he was uh, in his office, the guy, Adam Newman, who Leto plays, and the Wall Street Journal had just published this explosive article saying what a reckless management manager he was of this co-working startup. And Newman is dyslexic, so his advisors debriefed him on the story's most troubling details, which were vivid accounts of his heavy drinking, marijuana use and making proclamations to the staff that he would be elected president of the world yeah he would live forever and he would become history's first trillionaire and the article arrived two days earlier they just announced they were delaying their ipo yes. so yes. that it was slashed it by 75 percent yeah i think he went from being worth the business forty seven billion to down to like mm -hmm. eight over in yeah. forty eight hours or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was huge. It was wow. huge. But and, I mean, they they had twelve thousand five hundred people working for them. Oh, I know, Lori. And he sounds like a nut job. His thing was rise and grind. And Jared Leto does it with his accent. I can't do accents. We know that. But right. it, it just sounds it sounds compelling. And it starts this Friday night on Apple Plus. Okay. So wow. I think that's going to be good. And Anne Hathaway told some other cute stories about, you know, we were talking yesterday, one of the Hollywood speaks was um, the woman that starred in West Side Story, her dress split, and someone helped her on the red carpet. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel she, Ziegler. Yeah, she talked, Anne Hathaway talked about the last time she was on Stephen Colbert, her her dress split, and then on she was going to another premiere, the back of her dress split, and then her pants mm. split, and she found out she was pregnant. Oh, I know. She's, and she's trying never forget, Julia, uh -huh. Matt Lauer being such a pig to her oh, after she, her premiere when she got out of her limo. That's and right. They got a flash of her underwear. And he asked her not once, but two times about it, leering. Oh, that's right. We, that's when we first were like, what's wrong with that what guy? What is wrong with that guy? All right, we're going to take a quick <laughs> break. And when we come back, Lori's redemption. And no. here we go. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia. Thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. It is Wednesday, if you're keeping track at home. It is March 16th, Lori. 
And um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just love that you don't even know what date is. I think that's so fantastic. That's such a state of mind that I'm just like, woo, love it. Okay, when I saw this headline, I thought, oh, gosh, we're going to hear about this. And Grant, you don't know this, but since we've been on the air, there's did Lori tell you off the air? Oh, no, I didn't hear we've anything. We've had a couple threads. Scientology, we've just been on top of since day one. The Natalie Woods disappearance. On that fatal night mm-hmm. out by Catalina Island. Death. 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 Her, okay, her death. Oh, thank you. Her death. Duh. And yes. um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that we've just been obsessed with. Mount Everest climbers. Um, but this has been a big one. And Lori. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> so that's Christopher Watkins. Julia. Julia, it is... The greatest unsolved Hollywood mystery and fixers, a la Ray Donovan, were involved. This went to every level. Fixers, police, judges, because none of it makes sense, the Natalie Wood death. Um, And, of course, her husband at the time, whom she married twice. Robert Wagner. Robert Wagner affectionately known as RJ. Yep. He was on the boat. Natalie was on the boat. Christopher Walken was on the boat because she and Christopher Walken were filming a movie called like Brainstorm or it had a terrible title. It didn't do well at the box office. (laughs) Okay. Brain coma. Grant could look it up. I can't remember what the name of it. And then the ship's captain, um, something Davern. His name was Davern. Okay. And so just four people of them on on the on the boat and you know Brainstorm, you were right. It was Brainstorm. Yeah. Brainstorm. Mm -hmm. See, I knew there you go. Dumb title for a movie. (laughs) Nineteen eighty three is the year. Yeah. So the eighties. You know, she those four people were on the boat and the the police they were in uh, Avalon, which is a, a town where you would pull your fancy boat in and take your t- tender and go to a bar or restaurant. And they got, they're quite drunk and rowdy. And basically they were asked to leave. And so they went back on their boat. And that's eyewitness testimony. They went back to their boat. And a couple years ago, they reopened the file and you know, Natalie Wood's uh, daughter, uh, that um, Natasha Gregson, which her dad is, I think, the man between when Natalie Wood married Robert Wagner, the first, he was the second husband. So okay, Robert yep. was the first and third. Yep. She's like, no, no, you know, my stepfather, and he's always maintained his innocence, and he's now married to Stephanie Powers, but... A retired prosecutor filed a petition with the L.A. County coroner medical examiner's officer insisting that her death was a homicide and claims he has evidence from three witnesses who challenged Christopher Walken's version of events on that fateful night 40 years ago. And Walker, who's 78, he's long insisted that he was asleep aboard the yacht called the Splendor, which of course was named after Natalie Wood was in Splendor in the Grass. Mm-hmm. You know? So that was okay. And while you know Natalie Wood, you know, 
ended up in the water, something that as a small child she'd always had. And this has been verified, Natalie Wood herself, her sister, other people. She had a fear of dark water at night. Right. Okay. And it's Thanksgiving weekend. They're anchored off of Catalina Island. And he, um, Christopher Walken, told the L.A. PD in 1981 that he was not aware of Natalie's disappearance until the morning of that morning because he was asleep all night. And he reiterated that alibi then in an interview two years later with a magazine called Face. It's no longer around. Right. But he has three witnesses who would establish Walken's statement as untrue. And he has documentation that Walken admitted searching for Natalie immediately immediately after she disappeared. But he's not since that interview um, in 1983, he's never spoken about Natalie Wood and it is an off limits question to any journalist that ever interviews him. Right, but why is it coming, what's coming out now now? Well, I mean- Is he saying like he five lied? Years, no, I mean, here's there's many theories, but five years after Wood's death, he told People Magazine, I don't know what happened. She slipped and fell in the water. And he's never been considered a suspect or anything like that. But because he knows more uh, than he's saying, basically, that Robert Wagner, Christopher Walken, Dennis Davern, They've all admitted making false and misleading authorities uh, in their statements in 1981. And um, anyway, this guy, this prosecutor, he's filed 30 evidence, instances of new evidence that he uncovered. He's just demanding another examination. Um, and remember, she was buried right away. There was right away. Well, one of the things that was covered up was when the, you know, when you fall off of a boat or, you know, you die accidentally, there's an autopsy. She was bruised in a way that could not come from falling off of a boat. Right. That's, and there is a, there is a podcast called Fatal Voyage, The Mysterious Death of Natalie Wood, hosted and narrated by this investigative journalist, Dylan Howard. And he was the first one to claim that Wagner lied, uh, you know, uh, about all the, these different things about that night. Oh. Um, having and basically they were all really wasted. Yeah. The story is that. RJ was quite jealous of Natalie Wood, who was 43 at the time, which at that time in 81, I mean, you're over the hill. And she's trying to, you know, make a comeback. She took some time off to raise her daughters. He's wildly jealous of the hot up and coming Christopher Walken. All right, we got to go. Anyway, Julia, yep. one day we're going to find out. Uh, but there's there's witnesses that people heard yeah. them arguing. There's It just keeps coming it, back, so there's stuff there. That's, it, she did not just fall off that boat and oh, drown, Lori, Julia. Lori, oh. by the time we're off the air, we're going to solve this case. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break.